I plan to go to law school after I graduated, but uh, looks like my folks won't have enough money to put me through college. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans. Then I became the CEO man. Are you ready to be mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world? Then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing, rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires. Many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guest, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. Today, um, I'm uh, excited as heck to have a friend of mine, Jimmy John, uh, one of the best entrepreneurs I know in this country, um, on with us today. Um, this, uh, you know, Jim, Jimmy's a busy guy, doesn't do a lot of this stuff. He focuses on his, on his business, on his family. Um, and we're blessed to have him today. So Jimmy John, welcome to Ditch Digger CEO. Thanks for being here. Surely. Happy to be here. And Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, you mentioned something already before we even started, you know, how, how, how excited you are, you know, how, how blessed you are to be, to be, have built a business in America and understand yeah. the, the blessings of this country and, and the opportunities we have. If you, if you work hard, you're focused, you're passionate, you can surround yourself with a great team, the amazing things you can do in this country that, that you can't do everywhere else. And that's, that's kind of the, re- one of the biggest reasons we, we did this. I, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, uh, you know, a little miffed sometimes at, at how, how today, People look at business, business leadership, and success compared to what it was when I was a kid. When I, you know, when I was a kid, I felt like you know we we looked at business success and said, "Man, how'd they do that? How the heck did they build that?" Right? And and I was always inquisitive of how anybody built anything and how they duplicated and stuff like that. And it was yeah. it, it was kind of a it was a cool thing. It was it was kind of heroic almost in my eyes and many many yeah. of my friends. And today you just don't see that much. So the reason for build, building this this podcast is exclusively that, right? To be interviewing people that 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 can inspire others to to reach a little further to, to understand the blessings of free enterprise and and and, and the opportunities America has um, that that many people look past today, in my opinion. Sure. Well, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting that you bring that up. And, and I used to, you know, you, you had said, you know, that you were miffed about it. And I, I used to be miffed about it until I started to, I believe, and I, I just remember, this is only my perspective and, and I don't need to be right. This is, this is Jimmy's perspective coming from a guy. I've been in business 35 years, graduated last in my high school class, mixed race father, mother was an immigrant from Lithuania, dad was a book salesman, became a plastic molder and became a successful guy. But my whole life, you know, we were poor. And a couple of things that I've realized now that that I've been through what I've been through, I, I made all my 
my money, nights, weekends. Uh, it's Martin Luther King Day off. We don't get a day off. It's Columbus Day. There's no day off. It's the weekend in the restaurant business. There's no day off. Weddings, funerals. There's no weddings and funerals. I mean, it, our our restaurant business is a lifestyle, and 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 in choosing the lifestyle that I chose, and 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 sacrificing family time. And, and sacrificing a whole lot for what it is that I attained, I was able to do it because I because uh, I said you know I did what I did, and why I think that it it it, it is what it is. I really think that 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 those that haven't experienced being a boss, having employees, having to recruit, hire, and train people, and, and then having to put roll that into your business and have them function in your business to make the whole machine work. And then having a a uh, uh, administration or a group of people or, or uh, that are that are continually uh, uh, shooting the horse that feeds them or you know shooting the cow that that they get their milk from. Mm -hmm. You know, I always ask myself why 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 do I think this is happening and why are, why am I miffed? And I really believe that with the internet and with iPhones, I think that people only see the glam of life. Huh. People only show the glam of themselves, the, the, the selfie, uh, look at me, <laughs> look at me, look at me. And, and, and at the same point, they, they most likely assume that that's what founders and CEOs do as well. And the fact of the matter uh -huh. is, I, that, that's nothing we ever we take. A, it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even part of my life. So I think that since, you know, I think that it's that they don't know really how it all happens. It's only perception. And then the celebrity success stories like the Jenner daughter, she's 21 years old, going to be a billionaire with her makeup. Or they look at Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, who's worth 40 billion and wears a sweatshirt and jeans. You know, they, they just assume it's just a very casual thing. Well, it might be in software, but it certainly isn't at turning salamis into, into, <laughs> you know, into wealth. You know, there's, they're, they're, they're different things. So anyway, for whatever it's worth, I think it's, it's just what people see in their perception is the glam. They, most people are into the glam and that's in fact, not the case. It's not reality. Absolutely. You know, in the, in the paving business, much like sandwiches, right? There's lots of competition. It's a very, it, it can be very commoditized if you don't, dif right. if you don't differentiate and you don't discover, you know, how, how to rise above the rest. And, Absolutely. and, and again, and, and through that, to figure that out, to figure the differentiation out, to figure out, you know, how you build that right, the right team and everything. It, it, there's a lot of tough times that come with that. And, and, you know, when I think about, uh, you know, how, how you started, I mean, look at that first store you started in Eastern Illinois and, yeah. and, and how tough that must've been. What, what, yeah. are, what are a couple of challenges, Jimmy, you've had that, that, you know, if people look at you now today and they say, wow, that, that guy's just got a horseshoe in, in his butt, yeah. man. There's, this guy's just, just got, he just turns everything to gold. He's just lucky, man. He's just a lucky yeah. guy. And hey, yeah, well, and well some, they, they, the people say, hey, you know, Jimmy John, when did you really make it? You know, when, when did you really make it big? Well, I'm a 35 year overnight success, right? <laughs> so, so, so that being the case, I made my first million dollars in a year in 1994. And from 1994 until today, I've only made more money every single year since 1994. Mm -hmm. So I've been, you know, quote unquote, you know, I, I've, I've been doing, I, I've been making above average cash for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and in 1994, when I made the million, I had no debt. I'd lived in 10 cities, opened up 10 stores in 10 years, paid for every store with my own money. And the reason that I did it with my own money is I didn't know how to make a business plan. First time mm -hmm. I went to a bank, I was so intimidated. I didn't even know what to tell them. I just knew, <laughs> you know, that I needed 35,000 bucks and I, and I was going to open a sandwich shop and I knew what I needed to buy to do. And so I would save up my money and, and while, and I'd also work a store for a year, replace myself 
myself, save my money. So 10 years, 10 stores, 94, I made a million wow. bucks. The toughest thing though, really, when I first started, Gary, I went, I went down to Eastern Illinois University with two buddies of mine. I opened January 13th, 1983. And I, and I worked, we had 14 shifts a week. So I worked Monday, Tuesday, day, Wednesday, Thursday night. And I basically drank beer and smoked pot Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> and, and that's what I did. So <clears throat> that worked for me for about a month before the first guy quit. And then I was seven days and my other guy was seven nights. And that worked for me for about another month and a half until the night guy quit. And he called me about 4.30 in the afternoon and said I quit. So I, there I was in the sandwich shop. The store closed at 2 a.m. And I didn't have time to whimper or cry or canoodle or I certainly had nobody to sue. And so <laughs> I stayed in the sandwich shop and closed the store at 2 in the morning, got up again and opened it up. And And so... The, I, I worked, I, you know, I closed, I opened and I started working open to close. This is about March, April of 1983. And the first, so the hurdle was mentally, I was completely waxed and physically I was tired, but I was young and I had energy. I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So I learned to work that store from open to close. So the first week it was brutal. The second week, it wasn't so bad. By the third week, I started to learn who my customers were. By the fourth week, I, it was the first thing in my entire life life that I ever really could do. I was a fat kid. I never played sports. I was bullied. You know, I'd gone through a bankruptcy with my dad in 72 and 76. Running out of money was real for me. Hmm. And here I was, it was all up to me to make it happen. And I learned that I could work open to close. I learned, I learned my customers' names. I learned what they like to eat. If they were heavy set like me, I always put a little extra mayo on. If they were skinny <laughs> like you, Gary, I took a little off. And, uh, and then at night at one o'clock in the morning, when the bars closed, that's when I served all the ends of the meats. It was still meat they just wasn't as pretty yeah. so I learned how to I learned how to how to use up all my inventory and and they threw it up anyway so they you know it was what it was but that was my original tough deal was that I, I never knew that I could work from eight in the morning till 2 30 right. in the morning seven days a week so you know that that was that was you know that was the first big obstacle but but you, I, but you getting to know those customers was invaluable right I mean you'd be in there every single day it had to be invaluable for you to, to you know to get exactly how that business should operate well, yeah, it was invaluable. And then, and then Gary, then I, I the original $25,000 loan, which, which my dad gave me to start the business was, was he owned 48% if it made it. And if it failed, I had to go to the army for two years and I didn't have to pay him back. So the first year in business, just quickly, we did $150,000 in sales and made 40,000 profit. My pay was about $1.10 an hour. I made hundred bucks a week. The second year we did 180,000 and made 50,000 profit. We split that again. And then I bought him out in 85. And then I I moved to Macomb, Illinois the next year to open my second store with, with, with a friend of mine, Billy. And the day before he invented the Billy club, the number eight on the menu, the day before I opened that store, Billy got killed in a car wreck. Oh. So I was alone at Macomb, Illinois in 1985. And I opened up that store all by myself and did the open to close. And had I not done that in Charleston or knew that I could do it, I was in a town. I didn't know anybody mm -hmm. and it was either make it happen or not make it happen. And I choose to swim. I chose to swim. So I did it. I, you know, I, I did that. And, you know, now when I look back, I think that was a blessing. It was a blessing. Yeah. That all that stuff happened to me. So if that's relevant, I just want to share the story. You know, I, I, I'm a grunt. I do it myself. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it was it hard. Yeah. But you know what? It worked. But 
man oh my gosh i'm over here inspired like crazy and you know one thing i think that that you're that you're showing which is you know struggle and victory but i I think it's showing even through the conviction as you're talking jimmy john uh jimmy is the emotional stability like how did you have that like what like what mindset that made you kind of like you know what i can get through it regardless because i think a lot of people who are who want to have a business when it gets tough they automatically start to cry and quit and what was the emotional uh, how did you create the emotional stability to keep going even while you was going through all this Quentin I don't know that you that I was that that I that you would call me emotionally you know emotional stability but buddy I had nothing I had no plan b I had nowhere to go I had my I, I, my parents wouldn't let me live in the house I mean in my dad's house you're out period that's it <laughs> I mean this living in the house stuff and my kids are 24 19 and 18 that they're not living in my house I mean they're out they're in college now they're doing their thing but you know I didn't have a plan b this was not there I didn't have any other option I and it was the first thing in my life that I could do. I was dyslexic. I couldn't read, you know, but I was a leader and I was smart. So the teachers thought that I wasn't making an effort. So they said, boy, this guy's just not applying himself. So the teachers, you know, they didn't like me. And, 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 you know, I couldn't read, I couldn't comprehend. I'm, I'm dyslexic and I'm ADD. So this was the first thing in my life that I could do. I mean, $2 and 10 cents people would give me for a sandwich and then, and then they'd tell me, thank you. And, <laughs> and I was, I was blessed that my father told me to pay for everything. COD. So I kept my checkbook every day and I kept that bank balance every day and never, and I never knew how to do math and or how to, how to be an accountant, but I became an accountant. I became very good with math. And so the, the numbers, you know, if I'd make 20 or 30 or 40 bucks in a day, or I saw a day that I lost money, I had to work harder. I had to scrape that mayonnaise jar more. I had to get, I had to get another three months out of that mop head. I had, I had to, I had to make that, that toilet paper roll last as long as I could. I mean, I mean, I learned how to, how to use, you you know, uh, uh, how to use a sheet of paper towel. I learned how to make it go a long way. And, you know, those were just things that I did because I, I, I didn't have any, I, it, it, I didn't have anything. It was the first thing in my life, the first thing that I could do. I mean, I was the last kid to get picked. Imagine, you know, my whole life was that way. And so, and, and, and I, again, I, you got to remember, I had gone through my dad's bankruptcy in 72 and 76. I remember powdered milk. It sucks. Now, I'm sure if I was hungry enough, I would have ate that. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But I, but it was awful. I hated that stuff. Uh, you know, so I was just, you know, I just made it happen. I don't know that I was meant, I just, I didn't have a plan B, Quinn. So this is just, this all I knew. And so that's what I did. So, so Jim, so Jimmy, you, you know, you're, you've always, ever since I've known you, man, you've had amazing energy. I mean, when I, when I think of passion and energy, man, your, your name comes first. And, and so when, did you always have that? Did you, where'd you get that from? Is you, I know, you know, I know your dad, I knew your dad well. I loved your dad. Uh, he's a great, good friend of mine also. And, sure. and, and he had, you know, he had this energy too. I mean, is it just, uh, just watching him or how'd you come up with this energy that drives you, that drives people around you? Cause I, people around you, if they're going to keep up with you and I know people around you, they've, they, they duplicate this energy as much as they possibly can. No, I no Gary, for sure. I believe that my energy was God given. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that's I think that's what that's one of his blessings on mm-hmm. me. And then and then I think I think that 
I was given this energy, and obviously it came through my father to me because my father had extraordinary, just natural energy mm-hmm. and the ability to continue to steam through. So I think it was God given, but I and, I and and I think that that I was just born with it. You know, I can't dance, I've got no rhythm, I can't read, I'm really good at math, and I've got a lot of energy. You know, so mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it, you know, and and I eat too much. So you know, I mean, I've got a nice balance of, of kind of you know uh, enough life stuff that keeps me pretty balanced and pretty grounded. And I think, um, you know, I think I was just born with it, Gary. I think it was a blessing. And, and now it's, what do I do with this energy and what do I do with it? And how do I, how do I help? How do I help, you know, how do I help share this energy and making, and and making things better for, for a lot of people. And, but I think it was just God given. I don't think that it, that I don't think you can just create energy or be an energetic person. I I agree a hundred percent. And and look, look at your brand, and I, I think about energy in your brand. I mean, you've created a brand that's got your energy, which is incredible to think about that. Um, and I know you've had a lot to do with some of the marketing, maybe all of it. I mean, in, in talking in the past, I know you've had a lot to do with you know a, a bunch of it. Um, yeah. But your energy, you know, comes through your 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 brand and your marketing, and and how you do that is amazing. And when, when I when I think about when I think about your um, your differentiators, right? Again, it's about energy. When I think about you know freaky fast man, believe, believe I've been trying to think of a something to something to come up with because you know because of you, Jimmy. My goal has been to be to be the fastest at what I do in paving parking lots, and we we're there in con- concrete paving and asphalt paving. There's nobody in the world that can pave them faster than us. Now that there's some value for for a lot of our bigger customers there. That's not everybody cares if you're fast or not. But but for me, freaky fast has been something I've thought about. And and but but for me, I, again, what do I come up with? Freaky fast is the best, man. There's no better, ter- no better, no better terminology I could use, and I, and I use it goofing around with people all the time. My buddy's got got freaky fast sewed up already, but I got to come up with something, and there's nothing better. So so I'm I'm looking for for you to when you in your in your uh, you know your your non busy times, you got something to think about. Think about what can Raybine use instead of freaky fast. All right. Yeah. Well, paving. well, I'll tell you what. The only thing sexier than submarine sandwiches is paving parking lots. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'll, 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 let me think about that. Uh, let me think about that. You know, it's interesting about Freaky Fast since I brought on some new partners that are, that are, that, you know, there's two, there's two parts of business. There's the art and there's the science. You know, the art is really what I do, which is the culture and the, and, and, mm, and, yeah. and, and, and leading by example. And then you got the science part and that's what my partners are, are, are really good at. And what, what they've shown, what they've shown is that, that customers confuse uh, speed with, not with quality because mm. Qu- they don't believe quality and speed go together. So, Hey, there's a challenge for you. Yeah, you know, how yeah. can you be fast and, and be fresh at the same time? And, and we don't have time to tell them that we're in the stores at four in the morning, slicing the lettuce, making the tuna, baking the bread, slicing the meat, you know, I mean, and, and interestingly enough, the last 15 years, we focused on speed and execution and really being in the customer service business first. And, um, and, 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 and in our newer markets, we score way lower on quality perception because uh, all they've heard is you know, they haven't lived with the brand long enough to yeah. know that it's a quality brand. So be careful as you go down that path. They, they, people will confuse quality and speed. Well, that, and, that, and that's a, that's, that is an issue with us. But in our industry, for sure, faster is better quality because in concrete and asphalt paving with no cold seams, if I can pave two acres of asphalt in a day or two acres in concrete in a day, I have no cold seams and, and cold joints. So it makes it a better job. And people in the engineering world understand that, but general customers probably don't. So you're, you're exactly right. Fast, fast might mean cheaper or yeah, not, not, not as high quality, right? So yes, I, I, I agree. Perfect, perfect point. 
Yeah, for sure. It, it is what it is. But we're, we're figuring it out and, uh, and and we'll continue to do so. And it's uh, uh, but it's part of the journey. But, and and but, uh, but, it's all. Go ahead. But, but Freaky Fast is definitely is definitely one, one of your strongest attributes, because in my office here in Schaumburg, Illinois, and we have a, we have a hundred thousand square foot office that Raybine occupies about 20,000 square feet. And we have tenants in other parts of the building. And, and I can't tell you. How many times Jimmy John's in and out of this building? I, I'm guessing Quentin, you might know better than me, but five or six times a day at least, right? Easy. I see the I see the car come literally like one. They leave and then they come next one. Like it could be two minutes. They just high five each other and you know go into the store, <laughs> go in well, and get something. We need to increase that to ten to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but again, but again, why is that? No, no, you know, because people forget we're busy. We're busy in our office. We don't think about lunch that often. People go out for lunch here and there. They do their thing, but but very often you forget about lunch. It's, oh, she made, I got. To get something to eat, and, you know. Yeah, was was what's was, fast? Yeah, was that Jones. was that you all's differentiator? Because I mean, if you think about it, most oh, people go to Subway geez. or then something like that, but they have to go there. You all's like, well, f- forget it. We'll bring it to you. Is that one thing that kind of made you all different? Well, for sure. You know, we we were definitely pioneers of sandwich delivery, and uh, you know, we started out in the sandwich business, and then we and then we became you know, uh, a fast sandwich. We, we made them fast and then we, and then we started delivering and, and then we learned about delivery and, and, and being fast and delivery doesn't mean you speed. It means that our delivery areas are very limited and small. And if you're out of our delivery area uh, and you enter your address into, into your app or into the computer ordering online, our computer system won't take your order. Mervek, it's the biggest complaint we get at Jimmy John's every day is I'm only a mile and a half from your store. Why won't you deliver to me? You're really dumb. And the fact of the matter is, I, I, I limit my delivery areas so I can service my customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something that nobody knows. So there's a Jimmy John secret uh, out there. But uh, the, the the delivery was a huge differentiator. Uh, and But with the introduction of, of Uber Eats and, and Postmates and, uh, and all these other food delivery guys, um, it has been a, you know, and hey, hey, me too, we deliver too. You know, it's been a game changer. So we had we had a virtual monopoly. It was the pizza places, Jimmy John's and your local, whatever your local guy that delivered, essentially, that was really the only option. So it's gotten a lot tougher. And it's gotten a lot, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot tougher. It's gotten a lot, uh, a, a lot, uh, uh, a lot more competitive. So um, I'm, I'm thinking that um, speed and convenience will, will always prevail. And as long as we're, as long as we do what we do, and and the product is good, once people get used to this instant, they can have whatever they want. Eventually, we'll, we'll rise up to the top as, as a last minute option or, or a pretty good sandwich. You know, I don't know if my, I don't know if my sandwich is as good as my service. Some people might think it is, but you know. You can get some pretty darn good sandwiches out there. Um, uh, for the price, I might be pretty good. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's for sure a differentiator. When you when you think of other differentiators, Jimmy, are there any other ones you feel have been very, very uh, strong in your rise and in, in business success? Yeah, I think so, Gary. Um, we Back when I first left Charleston, it was important and moved to Macomb, Illinois, which is 154 miles from door to door. I remember that. God, I can't remember. I, I used to drive that route every week. And uh, the the I had to learn how to leave my sandwich shop alone and have my manager treat my customers as if I was there. And so I began profit sharing with my with my managers way back in in, in the early in the mid 80s uh, so that they would take care. And, and I wanted and I did full transparency on the financials. So they saw then they saw all the money that was spent because they ordered the food, you know, and, and, and they they saw what their electric bill was. And because they because the electric bill came to them. So I started full transparency 
transparency and profit sharing back in in the, in the mid 80s before it was even, you know, before anybody did it. Now, Chick-fil-A might have been doing it now. Chick-fil-A splits 50-50 with their managers. So the managers really act like like owners because they're treated like wow. owners. And and, uh, and so I started that back in, in, in the mid 80s. And and now to this day, you know, for my our, our Jimmy John's uh, company stores, we share profits uh, uh, with the, with the managers. And uh, and we really believe that that that, that really uh, creates an environment where that 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 uh, you know that enables them. I, I've got managers that are that are six figure managers, and uh, you know that doesn't happen in the QSR business. But I've been doing it. You know, I've been doing it forever because there's a lot of detail that goes into running these sandwich shops, and it's all about the small stuff. It's. Uh, uh, it's not, you know, if you take care of the small stuff, the big stuff takes care of itself. And at Jimmy John's, it's all about the small stuff. And the only way you can have them think about managing paper towels and managing the electricity and turning the air conditioning, you know, up at night and back down again when you arrive in the morning is is when you tie them to the, 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 the financial statement and it becomes a free market situation. And then they realize the harder they work, the more they make. And then, you know, then it's lights out. Then, then there's, then, then now we're just partners that doesn't require area supervision and these guys just uh, they operate on their own and they become unicorns. So, awesome. um, yeah, it's pretty cool. We, we we do some of that also in our businesses today, and you know, probably been doing it for about ten years. And you're right. I mean, it, it, they need to think like owners, and and you better be transparent and and uh, give them all the information that you have so that they can make decisions like you, the owner. And it, it's the only way you're going to get that that extra uh, effort and and, and, uh, and the ownership interest out of these people, uh, these team members. What what do you think? Uh, so when you, when you think about these the, the differentiators and they're and they're big ones. That when I, when I think about yours, uh, was, was there mentors in your life that talked to you about this stuff early on when you're in the franchise world or whatever? Like you know del- delivery. Uh, why didn't why didn't Subway or anybody else think of this before you? Or uh, was there somebody in the pizza industry you were around? Or uh, yeah. when, when you think of Freaky Fast, was there something else out there you saw that was like whoa man? And if I could do that, I could kick butt. Yeah. Well, I did. I had, first of all, you asked me a couple of questions that the freaky fast, we used to say sub so fast, you'll freak. Cause we made mm-hmm. them fast in the store. And then that, that just, that just, we just got lucky with that. And, and then freaky fast was something we came up in the early two thousands. But as far as mentor goes in 1987, I had a, a guy that had about 50 pizza hut stores, Jamie Coulter out of Wichita. Jamie built his pizza huts up to about a, over a hundred stores and sold them, created Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon, created Sullivan's and then bought Del Frisco's and, and ran that company as Forbes magazine, best small run company in America, two years in a row, IPO of the year. Uh, his name was Jamie Coulter, but he picked me up in 1987 and he, he taught me if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. He taught me to run restaurants for profit. He shared with me his systems and procedures that he used in his pizza hut stores that enabled him to make more profit than the average profit than the average pizza hut operator was making more margin. And so I adapted all that stuff to Jimmy John's back in the eighties, late, late eighties. That was about 87. I picked up Jamie and then we went from there and, uh, we went from there and, wow. uh, and it was, it, it was, uh, uh, and he, he, to this day, he's an advisor to me and, and he's, uh, you know, mid seventies and, and that's been a glorious relationship. So, uh, he's held my hand through, you know, through a lot of it. And, and, uh, like he says, now the student, uh, out, uh, the student outgrew the <laughs> teacher and, um, <laughs> Uh, but we have a wonderful relationship. So I was lucky enough. 
to 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 land Jamie Coulter and um, and 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 so yes, I, I had an, an amazing mentor. Uh, my father was a mentor as well. My father uh, was the was the guy that said, "Listen, keep the menu focused and streamlined. Keep it simple. Use as much as as limited inventory as you can to make the most sandwiches that you can with the limited inventory, so that you can manage." That really came from my father, as did the the pay for everything COD and know your bank balance every day. That also came from my dad. So I had a lot of help along the way, but you know they gave me the boots, but I had to lace them up and and I had to do the running, you know. You know, and and I'll never forget. Probably about probably been about 10, 12 years ago. You you asked me what my business is, what I'm doing, what are the different businesses I'm doing. I told you all the stuff I was doing. You're like Raymine. You're doing too many things. You you know, simplify. Do the do. The- you're good at why are you doing this fuel stuff i mean i'll never forget because jimmy questioned me on this and i'm like jimmy i i got this handle like i got great people man i got i got i got people passionate about all these businesses and guess what the fuel business blew up in my face literally probably about what's been about three and a half years ago jimmy blew up in my face i lost a ton of money in that business and uh you know challenged challenged uh, all, all my business because i lost so much in that in that one business and uh and again, I, I'll think back at you, you that son of a gun, Jimmy. He told he told me to focus, and look at how focused he is in these sandwiches. So, so we're back to we're back to what we do best today. It's kind of funny. We're back to what we do best today. We're you know we're in the facilities industries world, but paving parking lots is our biggest business that we're focused on across the country. So it's kind Good of funny. I'll never forget. But I'll never forget when you you know you kind of gave me some crap, man. You you you, you didn't pull any punches. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, one thing. I, well, one thing I always rely on from you, your dad. It's, it's no bullshit, right? I mean, well, well, yeah. But what I learned also is is that just because we're good at because I'm good at making sandwiches, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be good in 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 managing money, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be good at managing apartments. Or, you know, it's, it's a big myth that, that, oh, you're successful at making sandwiches. You should be, you should be, you know, you should be able to be successful, you know, at other things as well. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that to understand that if we're good at one thing, that's great, but don't confuse that with being, you know, having talent in other arenas. You know, I, I have family, I have a big family, I have family members asking me for advice all the time. And it's, it's, you know, and I, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not qualified to give advice about something that I don't really know about, Mm -hmm. but I, but I know enough to know that I'm not. So, you know, it it is what it is. So, so today, and I, and I, and I know that (laughs) I know you do. So there's, there's people out there today that think of you as you did, you know, your, you still do your mentors and, and, uh, you know, how cool is that? And, and how fun is that to be, to be a person that that's, you've been through so much, and uh, you've been a champion in, in business, but gosh, you've had your you've had your uh, you, you, your your slip and falls and all that, but you've gotten up from every one of them. And, and when you when you mentor other people, and you know that with your mentorship, they become stronger, smarter. Hopefully, um, how fun is that? And and any any great great experiences you can think of where you 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 think you gave somebody hopefully some some more confidence uh, ideas to be more successful. Well, yeah, that, that, you know, I have a few, I have, I, there's a company called Tiesta tea company. That's about a $10 million tea company based out of Chicago now, mm-hmm. but they were some U of I kids that, that made tea and served it at the farmer's market here in Urbana and Champaign Urbana. And then, and, and, uh, Patrick and his partner, uh, then, uh, came and saw me after I spoke at a think tank at university of Illinois and they came and saw me 
and and I and I and I started coaching them, and I did some. Uh, I, I redesigned a bunch of their packaging for them, uh, just because I like these kids, and and they work their butts off, and they've got a, they've got a great company now, and you know that's that's definitely uh, one of my you know one of the most satisfying deals. Also, in addition to that, fourteen of seventeen department heads at Jimmy John's all came from the sandwich shop, and and they're all millionaires now, and uh, and and they're you know they're and to have to be able to take these kids and and teach them. And let them be, you know, come up and grow into the into the company um, uh, is really a wonderful thing. So it's uh, it feels good, you know. It, it feels good. It's no fun eating a big chocolate cake alone, believe you me. <laughs> uh, so it, it it it's wonderful to share. And and recently, last spring, I was brought. I was lucky enough to be chosen as a Horatio Alger Award recipient and becoming a member of the Horatio Alger Association. And here we're we're uh, we're, we're we're doing scholarships and mentoring kids who have been really given a rough go and. Uh, and that is a real eye opener, and that's been incredibly rewarding. I met some kids that are at Iowa, and I've got some kids at Iowa, and they're and and you know we've connected, and and uh, and I'm mentoring some kids from Horatio at this point, which is new for me as well. So it's very gratifying, and also the the after school program in Chicago that that Mayor Emanuel has set up. I've given you know a million dollars to that a couple times, and uh, to that mentorship program, and 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 I wish I had the time. It was you know I I gave them the money because I, I didn't have the time and uh, the time is the tough part. It, it really is with, with all going on. But in any case, mentoring is uh, is a big deal and it feels good, Gary. And, well, and and I know you know what that feels and, like. And it, it's it's all, and I and I know somebody that we're going to have on our show coming up. It's a great friend of mine and and somebody that attributes some of her success to the mentoring you gave her, and that's Shelly's son. So Shelly's son, uh, good good friend of mine. And and again, I remember when I first met her. Um, you you actually uh, kind of kind of uh, sponsored her into YPO back then when she, and she entered my forum, and uh, you were one of the relationships she talked about you know the the, the most. And uh, again, now Shelly today is a very very successful franchisor. Um, uh, when I met her back, uh, gosh, eight nine years ago, she was a small very you know small business. Today she's she's doing amazing things in the uh, uh, in home senior care business and. Shelly uh, speaks highly of the mentoring you gave her originally. I'm not sure if you, you're in contact with her at all anymore, but she's an amazing gal and does an awesome job as a fr- big franchise or now. Right on. Yeah, I remember her. She was that. that it, what a what a what a business to go into, right? I mean, it's uh, it's amazing what you can create if 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 you're willing to do the work, isn't it? Shelly was a real outlier. She's yeah. She basically she 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 was seeking to 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 fix a problem, right? She she had, she uh, firsthand saw a grandmother that was uh, they couldn't find a good uh, home care place for in in Florida and and, and got out and said, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this business to serve this industry to fix this problem. Um, yeah. yeah. So again, it's it's all about Jimmy. Uh, um, um, speaking of awards, and I yeah. I, I want to kind of uh, go into. I've looked up a couple of them that uh, obviously a couple people have said that you know Jimmy John's obviously named the number one of uh, entrepreneur uh, when it comes to franchising. Uh, Jimmy John's, you know, you when it comes to Millennium brand loyalty, the ranking is eighty three percent. You are the number two most popular restaurant in business, um, and honestly, Jimmy John's is one of the top. 10 promising franchises for ambitious entrepreneurs. I think all of that is amazing. What would you say is probably the biggest award personally for yourself or the biggest blessing that you feel based off of your uh, American, you know, uh, story journey or your American success journey of sorts? 
Well, you know, I'll tell you what, the awards are great. And, and, you know, that's great that to be recognized by your peers obviously feels good, especially after all the rejection uh, uh, in my, in my, you know, up in my entire life, you know, so to have your peers approve of you is terrific. But my greatest accomplishment is I've got, I've got, I raised children who are very average kids that are hardworking, that are grounded, that are balanced. If you looked at any of their social media, you would never see anything that has to do with our brand, our lifestyle, or anything else. It is not a value of theirs. Um, they are, they'll look you in the eye, they'll shake your hand, they'll contribute. Um, I, I've got some really good grounded kids, and I think that's probably my greatest reward that I have in my entire life. Absolutely, and, I, and I've been around these kids a little bit. Uh, we went on that fishing trip uh, about six, seven, eight years ago, Jimmy, and and uh, you could you could witness these kids, what great kids they were. How they loved each other, and uh, and and, and you know they 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 were mature beyond their age. I mean, as far as you know, a good, great, strong handshake when you meet them, and uh, conversationalists, good kids. So yeah, that's that's Thank that, you. that's that's, uh, a, that's a real blessing of our life, isn't it? When we can raise great people. To, uh, to make a difference in, 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 in this world beyond us, right? Amen. Amen. Cool. Um, I, I, another question I want to ask you, Jimmy, actually, when it comes to, um, you know, I, I, and then I guess just to be a little bit vulnerable, you know, I come from a, uh, this, you know, the south side of Chicago, single parent home. And I think one of the things me and my wife want to do is take away that, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the, the, the aspect of, generational curses and it seems like you've already done that what are some things that you've instilled into maybe not just your kids but also your business owners when it comes to character uh to create the culture that you created personally and obviously professionally well i think i think here's the bottom line people do what you do not what you say period so in raising the children you know no means no no negotiating uh, no chicken finger babies they ate what we had on the table if they didn't like it they didn't eat we didn't make different meals uh, uh, we, we, we really rate, we never fought in front of the kids. Leslie and I disagreed, but, but we did it on the side. Uh, when we, uh, uh, you know, we are always a unified front for those children. Uh, no, no, uh, no electronic devices during meals or family time. We just, and so therefore, since we didn't negotiate as, as babies and no meant no, it was no problem growing into teenage. It just was, it was our lifestyle. So we provided a very solid foundation for the children. And, and, and then how that comes into the company is the same, is the same way. People do what you do, not what you say. In our company, if you're going to be late for a meeting or you're going to be late for something or you're not going to do something that you say you're going to do, even if you find the company may be better off, you've got to call or notify whoever you committed to before, <clears throat> before that deadline comes. That way, everybody knows no matter what that everybody's coming and no matter what, if they're going to be late or not going to do what they're going to call. And, and, and if you want to change something in the company, no problem at all. You can change it. You just got to, you got to let everybody know beforehand and get everybody to agree. So, so we are, we, we, we communicate well, there's no surprises. Uh, we share the, we share the, we share the pain and we share the glory and we're all in it together. And, and, and we're a very flat organization. It's, it's almost an upside down pyramid. I serve the people that serve the people that serve the sandwiches and, 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 and it's really, that's just the way it is. And if you really will do that, 
if you really will not turn your cell phone off when you're on vacation, if you really will answer texts, you know, at five o'clock in the morning and on Saturday and Sunday, and if you really do return emails, you know, the same day, no matter where you are in the world, and if you really do all those things and set that example, then your teammates will follow period. There are no shortcuts. And also as the leader, whatever you do, it's times 10. So whether it's positive, it's times 10. If it's negative, it's times 10. And so, you know, that's, that's another big deal. You got to be careful. So I think that's, that's how you do it, man. You lead by example and, and also not too many words, you know, don't, you know, I see so many parents have an intellectual conversations with six year olds and I think that makes their, makes them feel better. But the kid, the kids checked out after about the third word on the intellectual conversation. So, you know, I, I think it, you know, I think really, you know, no means no, let kids be kids. And, uh, uh, you know, and um, that's that's you know that's what I did. I'm not sure it's going to work for you, but that's what I did. I'm gonna put that down. Speak less, <laughs> show Speak more. Less, man. Yeah, you know what? And and uh, so so again, when I when I think of your kids, you you've been working your butt off for a long time, dude. Long hours and and like you know, totally focused and dedicated to your your team, your huge team today. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, Leslie has had to be an amazing foundation to, to be able to do the things you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I was sitting here on the podcast right now and it's, uh, what time is it? It's nine 37 and my assistant just brought in my lunch. Uh, my wife dropped off my lunch for today. So, you know, here's my, my wife dropped off my lunch. So I'm doing, I'm doing high veg, high protein, low fat, no sugar. And my wife dropped a lunch off for me today. You know, it's all pre-made. I saw it in a bag and she's going to, she'll put that in, uh, uh, she'll put that in the kitchen. So, I mean, stuff like that, you know, my wife sets me up for success. When I come home, the home is ready. The home is organized. The children are organized. The healthy meal is there. You know, yesterday morning, we were in the, we're, we're big farmers down here. We, we went and took a walk around a farm for four miles. And, and, you know, my wife is always there for me to be my, she's my life partner. And so, you know, that it's not normal to have a woman grow as I've grown because my, you know, you know, I went from survival to, 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 to survival to, to success. And, and, and we, we just celebrated 20 years together. And this woman has kept up with me the whole time. And, and, and some, you know, and when I'm weak, she's strong. And when she's weak, I'm strong. And, you know, that, that's just, uh, I think we just got lucky. I really think we just got lucky because I'm not a perfect man and I've failed in many ways and, and she has as well. And we both admit it. And, uh, and yet here we are today, stronger than ever. So I think there's a lot of luck in a spouse. So what do you, and, so what, uh, do you what do you tell people, uh, you know, how to, how to, I'll kick, <laughs> I'll kick your coverage. Cause you know, when you see, you see her and you, and you, you, she, you, you, you all kicked your coverage, dude. She's a beautiful woman. She's smart as heck. She she's she's an amazing partner, life partner for you. And yeah, she uh, is. Well, but, opposites attract, Gary. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, but but again, yeah, any 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 uh, any nuggets there, buddy? Yeah, well, the nugget is you got to have chemistry, right? Because without that crazy natural yeah. chemistry. Yeah. That's what gets you through the hard times. If you don't have the crazy chemistry and you hit one of those incredible obstacles that you will mm. face as a couple, the only thing really that gets you through is chemistry. So my my advice there is kiss a lot of frogs until you find the chemistry that makes yeah. you crazy yeah, yeah, so yeah. that you can get you through the hard times because without chemistry, you know, it, it doesn't work. And typically, 
you know, what you're looking for, what you think you're looking for. When you're really ready, it's totally opposite of what you think you're looking for. Mm. You know, um, there's no such thing as the as the old spice guy on, on the white horse running down the beach with his shirt off. That that ain't that that that's that's a commercial. That ain't real. <laughs> Man, I've been trying to look like that guy. No, I'm just you got some work to do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so so Jimmy, you know, think about you know, ten years out, fifteen years out, you have just kick butt in business as a as a world class entrepreneur. Um, what 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 is there for you? I mean, you, you got to an energetic guy like you. There's got to be lots of stuff ahead that that that's that you're you've got high energy for, right? Is it just building this thing to be ten times the size that it is? Is it is it something next? What what's your ten year vision if you well, have one? Ten-year vision is 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 to continue. You know, I'm in charge of culture and food now at Jimmy John's, and because uh, uh, I, I own 35% of the company now, and so my 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 plan is to instill the same culture that I had in the in the in the early 2000s into this giant organization, and it starts from the top down, um, and. And it starts with, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing or I'm saying or so. So number one, the next 10 years, I'd like to continue to to reinforce the culture, continue to be better at it, have less oopsies and and, and less, uh, uh, you know, less less of the seven sins recurring in my life and more of the positive stuff. And um, uh, and really just to uh, to be here to serve my children in, in a way that enables them to best uh, live the most abundant life themselves. Uh, with 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 more peaceful and content days than than not, uh, but 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 certainly you know I can't remove re- remove the pain that they're gonna that they're gonna encounter. So I just I just I just want to be there for my people and be there for my family, and uh, uh, and then uh, that's really about it. And 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 as far as my charitable stuff, you know I all my most of my charitable stuff is 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 really not uh, uh, public. I use I, I I majority of it is uh, anonymous. Um, but you know, now I found today with 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 the, the the advancement of electronic devices and social media, it may be better off to let people know all the things you know that 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 my wife and I uh, uh, do, and uh, because it's uh, it's important that people know uh, that that w- you know with all the perceptions and all the myths, the miffed as you called it, Gary, earlier, that that behind all that is a wonderful family. Uh, that is working really, really hard uh, to help make, uh, to help serve, and, and to make America uh, a better pra- place. And uh, and and that, and understanding along the way that freedom is a privilege, and and it has to be protected. Uh, and, and so, besides that, Gary, I don't know what else I can do. If I go down, you know, with content kids, uh, you know, uh, and I'm gone, then you know, I guess, I guess I've, I've done my job. Uh, that's really about it. And so, I guess the answer to the question is, I don't really know the answer. Yeah. But those are some of the things that are that go on in my mind. I like, I like it. And and you know, you and I think a lot alike this way when it comes to the free enterprise system. And I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm worried, man. That the, the reason I'm doing this this podcast is is because I'm worried about the free enterprise system. I you know I've I've traveled across the the world in the last 15 years, seen other countries, love to visit many of them, but boy, would never never have been able to build what I've you know, the the business I've built in any other country but America. And, Amen. And, and I got, got you know I'm I'm going to do everything I can to protect this free enterprise system in, in the small ways that I might be able to do it in the future, and, yeah. and to know that my kids and my grandkids 
have the ability to, to, to grow up, whether they're working for great companies in the future that are successful in the system or, the, or they're, they're building their own companies, right? Amen. Um, no, beautiful, Gary. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. And I think it is all about the small stuff. And uh, if we all take a look and handle the small stuff, the big stuff takes care of itself. So, yeah. so God bless you, and I'll keep doing the same thing. Hey, hey, hey one more thing. Uh, sure. We, we, uh, we, uh, we got to order some Jimmy John's here. For for lunch, you do. Would you do Just that? Just give me your American Express card. How many you want to feed? A thousand? You know, we only we only got to feed a couple dozen here, man. Just a couple dozen. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, we we got to uh, no. So uh, all right. Anything else? We'll we'll let you go because we got to order Jimmy John's and uh, so we're ready for for lunch. But actually, that's only like five minutes before it gets there, so we do have a little time. Yeah. All right. But hey, no, uh, we we really appreciate you, uh, your time, buddy, and uh, and and your your wisdom. Um, you know what? Uh, we we share a lot in common, and in, in the way we both started, and and uh, I I really admire uh, what you've done with 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 sandwiches. And man, I'm going to continue to try and do something similar with asphalt and concrete. To, right on, to, you know, some, well, some God, glorious businesses. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. And Quentin, uh, anytime you, you call me anytime you want, Gary, I'm here for you. And, and thanks for the privilege of letting me talk about myself for 45 minutes. You're, you're awesome, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for everything. And uh, you have an awesome day. All right. All right. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Man, that was amazing. Absolutely. What'd you, what'd you get out of this? Q? Man, Did you I, get a couple things. Did you I, get one thing anyway out I of this or what? I got huh? more than one thing. Quentin's true takeaways. This was, this was by far even better than they ever it gets expected. Better and better every time, it gets don't better and better, man. First off, just so you all understand, it takes your whole life to become an overnight success. I kind of hear him uh, saying that there are two parts of a business. What, what, what do you say? Like it's it's a thir- thirty-five years yeah. of success. How do you say that though? He said some. Yeah, he said it took him thirty-five years. He said he's a thirty-five-year overnight overnight success. success, Absolutely. Yeah, there are two parts of a business: arts and science, which is a good way because most people probably never brought about it, even thought about thought about it like that. Well, that's a great point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because so because you know the the science is the the financial, the measurements, right? The measuring the numbers. It's it's all that. That the the art is the culture, probably. right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the vision, the culture, and these type of things, right? Man, if you take care of the small stuff, the big stuff would take care of itself. And I think that's really huge because it's like the devil in the details thing. You know, a lot of people look at the big, huge fact like, oh, I got to go ahead and take over the world. But then you're like, well, where's your pants? You know, you just kind of forget some mm-hmm. of the stuff from that point. Um, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And I remember Absolutely. you even saying some of that yeah, stuff absolutely. too. You know, I love the last two though. People do what you do, not what you say. Yeah. You know, and um, I think the most important thing that he said, and I'm starting to realize it more and more as I grow and as I mature and even under your mentorship is freedom is a privilege and it has to be protected. Not it should be, not it can be, but it has to be. And um, I appreciate, you know, just the opportunity to be on this with you, Gary, and hearing all of this awesome mindset and how to just think differently. And then, you know, it's just a duplication. So, so man. Think, about, think about the value. Now, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy's a very successful guy. His time is worth tens of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars per hour right and 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 all the people we've had on so far their time is worth thousands to tens of thousands of dollars per hour they're multimillionaires. so you think about this again so you think about how cool is it to be educated on a on a podcast basis by some of the greatest minds in entrepreneurship right i mean really if you had to pay somebody somebody like this just to be there for you for an hour and they were going to pay charge you what they're worth right 
talking tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars of value in these podcasts. So it's so much fun to, to, to listen to somebody like Jimmy and, and, and the others. We've and, then, and then look at the value. I, I mean, I'm just really looking at it from my perspective. He's talking about not just professional stuff. He's talking about personal stuff, mm-hmm. marriage. You know, it's certain things that I'm realizing that are um, how I look at it, uh, you know, success principles of sort certain things. Like every person so far has talked about quality of marriage, the quality of like this. Like he talked about the, uh, the pyramid, but it's not... It's say is invert pyramid like i serve people who serve people who serve the sandwiches yeah and that's just actually how you do it over here and uh at the raybond group too well you know and 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 the you know when we think about the this the the concept of uh freaky fast when you think when you think about uh his his transparency and leadership right all these things you do you can take back to your family i mean right answer answer the questions to your kids fast right um, you know, be transparent to your kids and, and, and your friends, right? You know, no reason to, to pull any punches. Be transparent. He does this with his, with, his, with his store managers, and they're way more successful. The stores, are, I'm sure, are more successful because he's got owner, you know, people that act like owners that lead these stores. They're not employees. They're not employees anymore, right? And so, again, a lot of, a lot of these things, as you said, you can take back to family, friendships, and everything else. So the same, the same things that, that, that create success in business, create sex, success in your personal life. And the last thing I'm going to take away, and I appreciate you, is I always tell people when I speak the uh, mentorship, the best thing about mentorship is really transfer credibility. And he said that I can call him anytime. Uh-oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's in trouble now. He doesn't understand that. He does not know that. <laughs> door that he has opened Jimmy's so in trouble now. Um, i right. appreciate you man this is amazing thank you right, well hey uh thanks again guys for being here um and uh another another great uh great uh ditch digger ceo today and there's more coming man there's more where this comes from so thanks for everything guys get ready you guys talk to you later if you enjoy this show please share with anyone else you think will find value here and please go to our website ditchdiggerceo.com for show notes links video clips and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom don't forget to follow me on social media at Ditch Digger CEO and at Gary Rabine. If you listen to our show and want to become more successful, you will become more successful. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. became the CEO man We're blessed to build a business in America Where soldiers fight for our freedom every day Dad's work ethic was taught from the seat of a gravel truck Rolling down highway Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans, then I became the CEO man.